There we go. So welcome to day three on the seminar on the nuts and bolts of preaching. And uh, as I said, for those who have not followed the whole seminar, which will be the most of you, uh, this is uh, this should be helpful just if you take one lesson. I'm a little excited by the day today because, or uh, nervous maybe, because uh, because this is maybe the thing I've been working least with of all the three lessons. Uh, but I think an interaction could be good on these things because it's important. Um, I have this quote, how do I get to Carnegie Hall? By practice, by practice. It's a, it's a, a quote from a pop song by Sparks and, and it has just entered my mind time after time because, because no one are born preachers, at least very few of us. So we need to we need to see how can we how can we do this and, and get feedback and and see what can we do better. And I'm sure of the things I'm going to share today, you will see that oh the bad habits he's talking about he's having them himself right, because uh, we all are in a learning process. So and it, there should be more time today to stop me or ask about reflections or reflect on how you think I'm. My appearances, for example, I'm open for that. Uh, but you see that here is one guy who had to learn, and we even had to have an assistant. It's, it's Moses. Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I'm slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who make them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not the Lord? No. Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. I mean, we all have our specialities and, and Moses definitely had his. Maybe he was stuttering, for example, but he, it was hard to get the word out. That's one of the theories. And you see Paul. He says, uh, and so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed you to the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you, except, except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to join in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Um, which shows maybe the opposite of what I'm going to talk about today is <laughs> that I even kept back from some of my eloquence to, to, to be sure that I'm, I'm not convincing you into something you, uh, that the Holy Spirit has not convinced you to walk into. Uh, but uh, Paul was probably a very good preacher, by the way, even though he was preaching and a young boy fell out of the window and died sometime. So uh, even the best preacher can can have an audience who fall asleep. So think about that and the next time you see someone fall asleep. In the, I always fall, fall asleep during a sermon, by the way, especially if it's about peace of God. And just, oh, bah, where was I? <laughs> okay, because we are, uh, we are different persons, different personalities. God has created us differently. We have different ways of expressing the same message. Uh, we have different body different voice, different style, different personality. We see that in everything we do, whether it's playing ball or it's, it's uh, making theater or in conversations, everything, we are different. So 
the thing is that we need to find out I mean what is my style who has God created me to be who, what, what kind of, of of messenger can I be in, in all of this that does not mean that we have to end up the same that does not mean that my Palawachi should be the should be the uh, goal for any of us I will probably never be as fun as he is, by the way. Um, and, and when it comes to practice, it's a good thing to be op- at least be open for, for feedback from people. I mean, you should not... When people say, oh, that was a very good speech, and thank you, you don't need it. You need it sometimes, <laughs> if you feel that this was not a good message. But, but normally, you, you need people to say that, why do you speak so fast? I mean, I get nothing from what you say. I, th- I hear that you have spent time with the Lord, but, but, but it's just too much, I mean, or things like that. Um, so, we're going to talk a little bit about tools, because your body and, and yourself is a tool of making some kind of wrapping for the message you have. This is kind of a stepping back and see what is happening. Yes, you have, you have been doing your exegesis, you have a you have a comprehensive message to share. You have found out, I mean, you have a script and say that this is what I'm going to share with, uh, with, with this audience. These are the people I'm going to talk to. And, and, and this, is, this is where I'm going to lead them from A to B. And you are the tool, you are the package. Uh, you, are, you are the presenter for that message. And, 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 and at least you should not make the message so that uh, or the, the way you do it so that you stop things that God is going to do. I think getting rid of all the irritating things in your communication style is maybe the most important. <laughs> because uh, if people are sitting and thinking, oh, why does it say this word again and again and again and again? And, and they just get annoyed about that. Uh, that means that what God is going to speak through you is you know, stopped in people's reaction to your message. So uh, therefore, I mean, practice being better, getting feedback, knowing a little bit about the tools you have in, in presenting the message is, is important. Uh, and when you learn to use these tools, it will become automatic so you, so you do more of it without thinking of it. So, your body. Your body is a tool when you are presenting, because you may reflect insecurity, you may uh, reflect stress, you may reflect other things than what you say with your words, right? So, uh, looking safe, having a safe space while you're communicating is 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 uh, important. So, like if you have a pulpit, sometimes you have a pulpit or a table or whatever. If, if you're standing behind the pulpit like this and you are very, very bound to the, to, to the spot, you are, so you're standing in one, one spot like this. Maybe that's just your style. Maybe that's you. But the thing is that the people who watch you, they will think, oh, well, he's, he's, he's very nervous. He's not, I mean, he's not secure where he stands. He's, he's not able to step out. Right? If you are a little, little relaxed, you can stand like this and you, I mean, you, you show that this is something I know 
very much about. <laughs> you should listen to me, uh, which is a good thing. You maybe go like this a lot. Use your use your use your uh, feet a lot without any purpose, and your message may still be quiet or or filled with peace and filled with. I mean, you are working with your the way you are presenting it, but people say, "Well, it's it's so stressful. It's so because." But yeah, like like I'm going to pee. <laughs> Hello, by the way, Teddy. We've not said hey yet, but uh, good to see you. Um, so, um, uh, and you will see that some preachers they have they have one gesture they use all the time. Like, could be like this. It, what is it? Is it a washing machine or what? I mean, <laughs> because you have the gestures, and the gestures should be appropriate to what you what you're telling. We we are we are uh, uh, sometimes just doing something with our hands and, and, and not I do that myself and and we're not very conscious about why are we doing it. What how are you using your hands? How are you using your arms? If you're talking about God, you may stretch him in the air and say, or the Holy Spirit. I mean, this is what the Holy Spirit has shown me. I mean, or uh, and it could be your legs. If you talk about repentance, I mean, why do you stand talking about repentance when you can kneel down and say, "This is this is important to God." I mean, we need to bow down to Him, right? Um, attitude, I think, is included in in uh, other things we have saying we have been saying here. And then about using the stage. There's one thing I found quite uh, useful sometimes because it clears your message, is clear, uh, make your message more clear, is to, I mean, to take this two-spot approach. I was preaching in Africa two weeks ago. I was in Ethiopia. And I was taking the story about uh, Joseph. Uh, Joseph getting into prison. And I said... When you are put in a prison, you have two choices. Choice one, right? You can say, God, this is not fair. Why should I be here? I'm, I'm, I'm mad at you. I'm mad at everyone, right? Or you can say, God, this is painful, but you're still my God. Right? And, and, and other times when I talked about these two ways to react, I was just going to one spot or the other spot. It's very, it's very, it's a very clear way of, of, of getting alternatives right. But if I'm just running back and forth on stage, like another rock singer, maybe people are just confused about my movements. Why, why is he doing this? Um, comments, by the way. I said there could be more time for comments. Not yet. It's coming. Sometimes it's good to see yourself on the video. It's oh, yeah, awful, yeah, definitely. But then you can see it's those awful. movements. Of, oh, it is awful. Doing? It yeah, is awful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I also listen to the audio, but we're coming to the voice in a moment. So, um, uh, and I think most Nordic people have a lot to learn about using the body on stage. 
And then the eyes. The eyes is a very, very uh, strong communication tool. Because the eyes tells the audience that that they are there, that, that you're talking to them, and not to just everyone. Uh, and they are important even when when it's dark in the in the hall and you don't see the people you are talking to. Uh, or if there are so many that you cannot meet the eyes to everyone. So how do we do it? Suggestions? We look Jesus through the eyes. <laughs> During <laughs> yes, praising. Yes. I mean, the eyes, what, what is, what is, we, we talked about script yesterday, and, and I said never, never read the script. And one of the reasons why you should never read the script or take it word by word is that you will be stand too much like this. And then, I, I, and I was watching what some of my preaching videos during the pandemic. And I thought, wow, you're looking down all the time. But I had a script that I needed to, so I tried to put the screen high up and I tried to do it differently. But, but uh, well, that was maybe one of the moments where I found that I need to get more free from the script because it's, even though the words are better maybe than the words I just come up with it's still it can still hurt the message because I'm I'm not communicating in my eyes no the the thing is I, I was in a I was in a practice that was in a Nordic by the way when we were talking about preaching in a in a leadership seminar some years ago someone were there you were there maybe Olaf you were there yeah, yeah. because I was one of those uh, rabbits who was up on stage and trying to present a message and, and get feedback from whole audience and the thing was that people on my right side they say well this is okay I, I feel you feel you see me and, and that you communicate with me people on the left side said it's as if I'm not here because I was looking only to one side not the other so that helped me to you see I'm doing it now even in a, a small group like this I'm shifting I'm going to the right I'm going to the middle, I'm going to the left. If it's a bigger hole, I would just move the site around so that everyone thinks that it, it's important that I'm here. And he's talking directly to me and not only to all those others. Right? So a good habit to, to, to <coughs> practice on, even for small groups, is to go to the right front, go to the right back, go to the middle somewhere, go to the left. I mean, just take, go around from place to place. There is, a, there is a method where you find a person in the congregation and look especially at them because they are responsive person who gives some kind of feedback during the way. It could be good for you. I'm not using it very much. I sometimes do it. If Christian Lunde is in the, in the congregation, I do it because I know that he will react the way, he will give the kind of reactions I would like to get or I would need to get along the way. Um, but that doesn't change. To me, that doesn't change. That doesn't make me a better preacher, but it's, it, it gives me kind of live feedback in a way. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh my God, you know something. <laughs> oh, it's it's very good you say that because because uh, I, uh, as I said, I, this is not very very thorough prepared because uh, ice can ice can also uh, uh, communicate more because mm-hmm. I mean you could do like this and people will think I need to repent, right? <laughs> 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 the one thing I need to do is repent, and it could just be a habit, right? Or it could be. And, and this is connected to, to the face, to the rest of the face, of course, and we talk about the face later. Uh, but uh, but the, the way you are using your eyes is also important. And again, it's the, it's the feedback which tells you, because it, it's not deliberate. I'm coming back to that with the face, because that's very much about me. Um, I have put words as... a an own category because uh, and we talk about more about the voice afterwards but the words you use we said a little bit about it yesterday and this goes in a way a little bit back to the uh, manuscript kind of thing what kind of words do you use I found that people in the Nordic countries we are normally quite bad in rhetoric in, in the, the art of expressing ourselves uh, which is a drawback. I've sometimes been looking at interviews with normal Americans. I mean, do they exist, uh, Ted? No, he's <laughs> out there. I mean, really, Americans from the street talking about something about any subject, and they're so clear what they're thinking is coming out in their mouths, m- mouths, because their rhetoric is a is a subject in school. Really, we don't have that. So you see, when people are talking, they're, they're using words like this, they're putting a lot of extra words in, and, and it's, like a, it's like a labyrinth, really. Uh, so, so we're not very clear in our messages. And even if, if we have written a script, and, and we do this orally, maybe we use our own words, we are back to the same trap. Of maybe you have made clear sentence in your, in your script, but when you're talking, you're using other words and, and you're getting a sentence which goes like this in, in small circles and, and then back instead of poop. So work with clear speech. Say what you want to say and avoid saying what you does not want to say. Um, and express yourself with confidence. The, the worst start of a, of a speech is this. Well, I'm not a good speaker. I'm not used to this. <laughs> Even if it's a, it's a wedding or if it's a preaching, that's the worst way to start. And especially women are doing this. It's pretty common. It's, it's way too common. It's way too common. So, so I'm, Because what's the point? We think we are expressing humility by saying, well, you know, someone else are better than me. I'm not the best someone else could be here. What we are expressing is is uh, is uh, fear and uh, and self-defense, because we are we are preparing ourselves for the bad for the bad review afterwards. <laughs> and I think we, we're not we are not been talking much about this, but maybe we should. But. Uh, the feeling of in insignificance when you're preaching is uh, is a very 
common thing. I think all preachers feel insignificant when they are at the stage sometimes. When I say stage, I mean this is a stage, right? <laughs> it doesn't have to be Carnegie Hall. Uh, but I think uh, there are lots of layers of the feeling of insignificance. It could be a, a spiritual thing that Satan is talk, talking to you and say that, what do you have to share? I mean, you know the sin you did yesterday. You have nothing to bring to the market. It could be your your own insecurity. Uh, oh, and your... Uh, that you are comparing yourself to others. Uh, could be that you don't see the authority God has given you or that it's not your message you are bringing. It's an important thing that, that you are bringing message on behalf of the Lord. And you may have heard that message <laughs> not so clear as the Lord wants you to. There may be others who could have done it better, but you are there. And you are, you are obliged or you are you are uh, uh, inaugurated to preach there and then and to present the word of God there and then. So I feel that, I mean, giving in for the feeling of insignificance is a way, isn't a way to, to uh, well, not to say too strongly, but to not having respect for the Lord or, or for the message he has given you. Is that too strong to say? No. Okay. Listeners feel themselves unsafe. Yeah. When yes. speaker starts that I'm not a good speaker. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 what you do. You're putting your insecurity on the listeners instead mm-hmm. of keeping it for yourself. And you think you're doing them a service, but you don't. And the thing is that well, I'm spending a lot of time on this, but I think it's okay because you should never do it again. you should never do it again. Have someone who have done that <laughs> in a speech. Yeah, okay. I think I'm sure you have done <laughs> because what happens is that the moment you say that people turn off they say, well, why should I listen to him or he, they're being more critical well he said it was a, he said it was a bad preacher so of course when he's using his feet like this when he's stumbling in his word that's quite natural why should I listen to him or they think oh but he isn't he said it was a bad preacher but he's quite good yeah that could be but but that, that means that yeah, but, but uh, that could be. Yeah, but anyway, it's a bad way of starting. Yeah, it's a bad way of starting. Yeah. yeah. It's the same like you go to the surgery and the doctor says, you know, I'm not good in this. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you say, ah, oh, okay, thank you, goodbye. <laughs> thank you, goodbye. <laughs> but have a try. Yeah, let's <laughs> yes, try. Yes, have a try. I have to keep this try. Yes, yes. It's the first time I have a heart surgery, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how it's going. By the way, talking about bad habits, we have, we have passed the body thing now, but I, I just watched, I was standing like this. I often do that, and I know that it reflects distance, yeah. and I don't want to do it, but that's one of my bad habits I have to work with, right? You just have the microphone, then... Yeah, that's easier. I often have this, and then I still can, then I still can do this, yeah. Voice. We are leaving the word part, we're going to get into voice. Um voice is maybe the most important thing we have here because <laughs> the message goes through the voice right and there are lots of good things we can do with the voice and there are lots of bad habits we can we can learn so uh, 
Uh, now, one thing more about words, by the way, because um, no, that comes when it come, when it talks about uh, pauses. Um, there are different things like volume. Some preachers are going on high volume all the time. Uh, as I said, I was in Africa two weeks ago with the vineyard. And the vineyard pastors, I heard they were up there all the time. Uh, which is a style. It's an African style. Maybe it's not so easy to change, but, but it gives you less variation. My kids sometimes said to me that, uh, that why are you screaming so much? <laughs> but if there's something important, I tend to do that. Uh, but I should not do it all the time. By the way, yeah. Um, so using the variation in volume is important. And it's not always that the m- most important thing is that that's when you're screaming. That could be when you're lowering down to nothing. Because God's grace is But a variation is important. I, mean, I think both the highs and the lows are especially uh, acknowledged by the people who listen. I, I, I mean, depending on what you're talking about, of course. Uh, if you're talking about God's power, yeah, you could do that too when you're talking about. But God's presence was not in a storm, it was in a silence. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so when you're looking through your script think about volume or practice using volume automatically that you go up and down and you know when to speak like this and you know when to just slow down or speed I'm recognize two things in some of the preachings on this camp and that is it has been very fast and that is because I've been I've been sitting up translating <laughs> uh, into Norwegian um, uh, simultaneously and uh, there's uh, no pulse we come into that in a moment but also very very fast uh, sometimes it's okay but it gives no time for reflection or for getting a point and um, and uh, let it sink in and sometimes you, you should really slow down I sometimes in my script I, I could have shown you but but when there's something very important I write all the words after and, and just with a with a stroke between them so it looks like one word and I take it really slowly word, uh, word by word like like uh, God does not want you to be successful. He wants you to bear fruit. See? It's much more significant than if I just blow through the sentence and then right to the next. Especially when you show some topics on screen. And people yes. would like to write it out. If you are too fast, they are frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no then you have to say, like I'm saying here, that I'm sending you this afterwards. <laughs> but, but it's not the same. By the way, we can send this through because I'm sending just the notes or, or the runtime version from this. 
afterwards. So I didn't send anything, uh, send anything yesterday because I forgot the list here, by the way. So, yeah, the pitch, we have different pitch. That's, uh, that's the, the, the level of the voice. And I just now find that because of my throat, I have a very low, sexy voice. I like it, but uh, it's, it's not going to last. I'm, I'm normally quite much higher in pitch than I am now. So, uh, but we tend to, we tend also to change the pitch when you're on stage. And it often goes up. And we should try to get it down, not unnaturally down. If you have you been looking at uh, business leaders or politicians who are interviewed, male politicians who are interviewed on the on the on the, on the television, they're going down like this all the time. Or, or lawyers, they may, uh, men think that the lower they are, the more important they sound, and there is some truth in it. Tell you something. It's yes. A Women creatures, for instance, we, we must be very aware of it. Mm, okay. Uh, so we don't Good go, you, you know, like squeaking and squalling. Mm. Uh, because you tend, you, you tend to go up, that's what you're saying. And, and many of us, yeah. my, I'm a big lady, so my voice is quite deep anyway. Mm. But I listen to some of my fellow priests, yeah. ladies, mm. and mm. so on. And some are really up there, but it's mm. tend mm. to be people listening. Not mm. that people don't listen to you, but. Mm. Yes, good. That's, so important. That's good. That's a good, good, good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and but about volume, just go back to that because uh, we all we are always used to have microphones and and equalizers, right? So so we 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 can speak with a normal voice. But uh, I'm thinking about those pioneers like John Wesley or or uh, Whitfield and and these guys. Do you know how many people they were preaching for? Up, up to 20,000 in a, I mean, and that was outside because there was no hall to, to, to take them all and Church of England didn't want them to stay inside anyway so um, Whitfield was preaching to up to 20,000 I think for John Wesley 6, 7, 8,000 at least um, so they, they needed to do like Jesus did they they needed to put them in an amphi, standing down. So, so they, or like when Jesus was on the sea, talking to people on the land, it was the same. You're throwing it out on the sea, and it reaches much more. So Jesus was preaching to at least five thousand, without a microphone. So it's possible, it's possible, with some training, especially for men. It's more difficult for women, but but I mean to, to to use your lungs and to use your stomach to, to get a quiet loud voice without screaming. But that's totally another subject, by the way. Uh, be aware of bad habits. I'm thinking mostly about um, about words you fill in, but I think we will cover that in the next two. Uh, but, but, but bad habits could also be words you are repeating, which are not... Or if you have keys uh, on your pocket and you are touching yeah, them all yeah, the time, for example, and they make noise. Or so what you are it's it's such it's such a bad habit. So <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Some people. So we have to they don't yes. 
they can't put those uh, annoying voice yeah. off their head, so yeah. they are. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> um. Yes. Pauses. This is a really ignored point, by the way. And it has also been ignored here by some of the preachers that they, they don't have a, a second pause in what they're saying. Because when you're saying something, the pauses is maybe uh, more, could be at least equally important to what you're saying. I was looking for examples from this, uh, from this camp and I found one which was not connected to any, any deep theological points. It, it was more a joke. But when, when, when Mike Palawachi says, and to me, who is an extra, extra, extra medium size. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't say the extra, extra, extra medium. He said extra, extra, extra medium. Yeah. And then it becomes very funny, right? Yeah. And that is not because the point is just the same. But just the pause give it a totally different flavor. And he's using pauses. He's and using the way pauses. He, yes. he may look somewhere and keep Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's good. It makes fun. He's good. Yeah. We will show an example afterwards, which is also a, a, one of the best in UK about that. Um, because um, uh, when you when you have said something important and you want people to remember it or to reflect on it or to just stop by it. You need to stop by it, right? And then Jesus said, in your hands I commend my spirit. How long do you think you can rest after a sentence like that? Because we are nervous, we think that we need to get on, that we need to have a new message. But a pause could be quite long without it feeling awkward if it's in the right place. In Western countries, we think that one second is too much. Yes. If you say that, in your hands, Lord, I commend my spirit. seconds it's not much <laughs> yes do you use pauses a lot when you preach too little yeah yeah i mean sometimes sometimes what you are saying really deserves a pause and sometimes it's a good when you keep pause mm. you have time to listen god yes. and sometimes yes. you have a schedule yeah. and what you are going to do but lord yeah. will give you an, another message so mm. if you keep a little pause, you may hear it, mm. and then you can turn turn yes, a you different yeah, yeah. road. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you may. Hmm. Um, yeah, important sentences, word by word. I said something about it that I'm just taking, stopping, word, 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 word. Hmm. Ulla. Yeah. If you ask a question, yes, please wait. 
so that uh, everyone that hears uh, have some time to reflect on what you asked. You want something to happen internally and give them time to to take up the question and ponder it. You're criticizing me now? No. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, but, but, the, about uh, hands, this is this is a very strong sign, right? <laughs> yeah. you, you're talking like me now. But if if uh, the preacher is looking for a reflection and and uh, are giving a question, it's very annoying that uh, mm, mm. you hastily go on mm, with. Mm. With the answer yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Mm. We sometimes stop the sermon and, and let people reflect mm. and say, think about that for a minute. Mm. And we let them think for a minute mm. and then we go on. What does that mean for you? Write it down if you want or just sit there in God's presence for a minute. And then, there is a difference. Then we go on. If, if you are prepared, prepared uh, a sermon, you have, of course, thought about this question in advance. Yes. So you're sitting there, finished with your thinking. Mm. Uh, but uh, the audience are not. Mm. The thing is, and, and we're not covering this especially today, but for smaller congregations like you, you may even have a, a conversation with with them afterwards, which will work. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. You do that? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. That's a good thing. Hmm. I think the words, the worst of fill-in words in, in all those pauses are... Uh, and, um, uh, and these are so much... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, habits for us that it's hard to de-learn. But when you listen to yourself on audio... Do you hear it? Yes, you do all the time, and I think it's worth it's worth working on those fill-in words, which are only there because I'm nervous and not because it doesn't help anyone. It's much better to have silence than to have a fill-in word, or or a fill-in word could be, I think, in my opinion, well, are there other things? Are there other things you fill in? With liksom in Norwegian, yeah, as if, mm. yeah. Okay, your face is the best tool for expressing feelings, and uh, we are differently wired in in this, and and I happen to have not the least expressive face in the world. So I know a little bit about this, and I know that when I think I'm smiling and being very kind, people on first row think I want to kill them, <laughs> which, is, which is not a good feeling. So I, I've been, one of my real practices on this is that I'm trying to smile all the time, I, or I'm trying to, to look joyous when I'm, when I'm preaching or talking to people. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm through yet. And my kids even say that when you're smiling, you look scary. So, <laughs> so, so, and maybe that's one of the things I have to live with. But I know that I, when I think I'm smiling, I look neutral. When I'm, yeah, 
So, uh, and that means that if, if I really think I have a great message and, and something very important, people are scared and, and taking a step back. So how do I express uh, an invitation or, or please come along, let us explore the law together? I think I learned something, but I think I still have things to learn. What do you think about crying? Because mm. sometimes when Holy Spirit comes, yes. it feels you so deep that uh, I may cry easily. Yeah, yeah. So tears are dropping and it doesn't yes, bother me. Yes, but no. <laughs> normally someone is running with the paper and killing it because yeah, yeah, yeah. it may be annoying yes. the listeners if if speaker is crying so much that they are dropping all the time. <laughs> I, I also cry sometimes when I'm preaching, and that's that's when I feel touched. I mean, there's no yeah. there's no uh, play in that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So I just let it come, and yeah. No, I was just thinking, uh, it's quite a balance. It depends uh, the situation. Mm. If you are like in a vineyard, which is more of emotional kind of thing, it's the way of expressing. Mm. But if you're if you're preaching in a more formal church, mm. for instance. Mm. If you start crying, then then it seems as if you're moved yeah. by your own words that you sort of, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. I, I've been, uh, I've seen people, uh-huh. people preaching and, and, and telling a story and you sort of get touched by their own, which doesn't quite, I mean, mm-hmm. doesn't, and also your face, uh, the way you express yourself. We must remember that whatever congregation, whatever situation, we have a lot of power Let's take the, the other opposite of what, you, of what you're saying, because one of the things which is one of the best things I experience is when people come and say, "You were sharing this and this in a, in a sermon three years ago, and that changed my life," and or I, I did this and this, and and I don't remember the sermon. I don't remember ever saying that. <laughs> but you see, God has been working, and and, and something good has come out and come out of it, and that's part of the same authority. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the authority is good. Yeah. And as you say, sometimes you don't know. People are no. moved by something yeah. and yeah. so much more. And that's the work of the Spirit. But I would just mean the way you are here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's also yes. Okay, let's uh, look at the time. Because now it's 47 already. Okay. Yeah. I will say a little bit about... I, 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 w- I want that we are talking a little bit about ourselves and our own weaknesses. I've shared some of mine. Uh, but I could... We could stop with that, but we could go there. Because I said I would say th- something about about what's happening when you... when you... close your Bible and you're finished. I'm kind of a teacher type by nature or by gift or, or anything, so that means that if I hadn't been in any other, I would be happily sharing the Word of God like this, and I would say, well, finished, home, dinner, right? Uh, but I think it's a good thing that, that I've been forced into thinking that, well, this is, this is really when it starts or it continues, 
we believe in the presence of the Holy Spirit while we are sharing. And we should also believe in a we also believe that the Holy Spirit is working with people as we finish, after we are finished the rest of the day. And as I said yesterday, I'm sometimes uh, a little bit disappointed that people don't remember my sermon the next week. But as I said, I don't always remember them myself. So why should I require something of, of, of people which I'm... I have, I mean, I've been working hours with this. Why should I expect people to remember when I don't remember myself? But the thing is that we want the message to have a long-term impact, uh, at least on the people God has been working, especially with on that Sunday or whichever day. So, uh, so how do we try to make an environment where the Holy Spirit can work and can continue to work with people afterwards. I, I would say you, you may have much viewpoints on this, but um, uh, this question, what is the best response to your talk? Which is, what, what are the steps people can take, which is natural in a Sunday service setting, which makes them think on Monday, well, I did this yesterday, or I decided this yesterday, or I this was revealed to me yesterday and I need to do something with it. We call it response time, <laughs> which is a, a computer science word, but that covers more than just ministry time. It covers, uh, it covers uh, all kind of responses you can give either to God or to other people. Or, or so, so, so how do we do it? We, we do it in different ways, but I think it's important to to think through in advance and it's important to be flexible when it happens so uh, sometimes we say if you, if you want to repent from something either tell it to someone around you or if you don't want that put it on a piece of paper and come and put it in this box uh, by, the, by the cross we put a cross in front and we say after the Sunday service we're going to burn burn the notes we're not going to read them right uh, one response could be just to kneel down by the cross it could be to call people to to uh, to ministry time by the stage or in the front it could be to invite which is the most normal that we that we invite people to to meet uh, what do you call it not counseling team but what is it called when you're praying for people? Which team is that? Well, well no, the, the ministry team. Okay, that's that's a word maybe, yeah. yeah. So that you can be prayed for or that you can confess your sins, whatever. But I think it's a good thing that we try to think what is a natural step. It could be that you either give them a piece of paper or they find a piece of paper or they put on their phone is there one thing you can do about this next week? If there's one step, is that one step we are presenting something new or revolutionary for you? If there's one thing you can do about this, I mean, we're talking about compassion. Is there one person you want to reach out to the next week, and with what? Write it down. Remind yourself Tuesday morning, Monday morning, and, and make a plan for the week, because. Those small actions can change the way you look on compassion. 
because it's so easy to just close the book, close the meeting, close the close the Christian life, and then we go on with life as normal. <laughs> Uh, so uh, and and we don't we don't want to force people we want to we do not want to manipulate people at the same time the Holy Spirit has been working with people well how do we how do we make that happen also next week and maybe they need a little challenging they need challenging uh, they need challenging but they need they need some kind of challenge which is easy to say there and then I think that well this is what I'm going to do. I mean, we, we could leave it that the Holy Spirit is is working with them yeah. afterwards. I think that will often happen. Mm-hmm. But if they can take a small step, yeah. maybe it's easier also for the Holy Spirit to remind them or bring them further on. Yeah, if it's possible, then come back a week later. Yes. But did you do God's will? Yes, if you have a series, you can bring yeah. it up next week. Yeah. The problem is that the group which are next week is mm-hmm. not the same which was the last week in our church. But Yes. It's also important uh, in probably Nordic countries, anyway, Norway, mm. I can speak from Norway, uh, to uh, not overemphasize the manipulation thing. Mm. They're so scared of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree. And, and, um, I agree. And rather say it's fully possible to have a good sermon about forgiveness. Mm. And then probably everyone in the congregation has someone mm. they could uh, relate this message to. Mm. I mm. need to forgive this person. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but they need help mm. to put it into practice. Yes, yes. Uh, and that yeah. is what we do mm. when we go into this ministry mm. time. Mm. And, and, and we help people to, to put it to use. Yes, it's, it's good you say that. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I find it when, when I go in, in these, uh, like a vineyard or other, some other churches, that most of the messages are very individualistic. Yes. Sort of how you yeah. feel, what you feel, and so on. And it's mm. It, mm. meeting after meeting could be something new, and you have to go into yourself. Mm. So I think if some of the messages are more to the church mm. or more to ha- yeah. having to do with community, having mm. to do with God as a creator, how to take care of, you know, uh, not yes. only how you feel with yourself, then another way of responding is, of course, to put people into little groups mm. and Good. talk about it and, and, and jot it down mm. and so on. Mm. So it's not all the loads are put on one person how... Mm. Just it's always individualistic, mm-hmm. and, and if it's uh, intercessional in a little group, it could be for other people, for other countries. For, you know, Inter- intercession was the yeah. word I was looking for. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Good. I I really agree, mm-hmm. and I I feel uh, hit myself because uh, because we are part of our culture, and I see yes, I see what you mean, and <coughs> focus on the individual week after week could make us being people who are only looking inward which is a good thing because yeah. I think we should so work on our holiness but our holiness should be for a greater purpose and that that is to, to serve the church and build the church yes hmm. and but when, when you're talking about more direct things of course words, words of knowledge or prophecies are things which are often more direct you will just hit some of the people in the congregation and, and it will hit harder if you see what I mean <laughs> because that's when we get uh, 
there's someone here who has not forgiven his brother. And you're sitting here, you're thinking that, that you should do it, but you are afraid because you have hold on to this for so many years. And, and then this person comes to the front and things are there. <laughs> uh, but there are other things too. We are, we are sometimes uh, encouraging people to, to pray for the friends or the people around you, not only to the, to the intercessors, but, uh, but among themselves. We say that if you, if you, if you are, uh, if you have a relation to those around you, you, you can pray together. You should not take someone who you don't know and pray for them because you never know who comes and you never know what happens. Some weird guy come from, in from the street and prophesying over people he doesn't know. That's not good. <laughs> simply not good but it happens from time to time anyway <laughs> um, I had one good point too but it's not, not so good so I remembered it but should we go one step behind and just um, you've now seen my weaknesses for one or two or three days uh, I mentioned some of them uh, I still have things to work with. At, at the same time, I think I've been working uh, quite deliberate about about being a stage person. But I have been practicing a lot because I've been preaching for 15 years. Uh, most of you haven't. But uh, do you know of your own weaknesses? Are you... Uh, I mean, wh what are your habits which you're working with? Are there, are there someone who want to share... That's how far we come to the practical side today, <laughs> I think. One. Yes, Tanya? Um, uh, me and my husband, we are secondary pastors in our church. Yeah. And yeah, my, my husband preaches a lot. Mm. So every time we go back home, he's like, okay, I need a feedback. How did I look? How did I speak? How did I act? Good. Did I say something you didn't understand? And he always wants the feedback. And the same with me, and he told me, you know, I read too fast. This is my habit. I cannot read slowly. Yeah. When I read slowly, I always, like, confuse or, like, oh, I, 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 um, like, I can lose the line. So um, he says, every time you read, I see that you're trying to make it slower, but then you get the speed up, and you like it's hard to follow you. So this is my problem. Like try to uh, practice at home. Try to read slowly. So this is my like weak point. When I read s scripture, I speed up, and people don't follow it. Thanks for sharing. And, and thanks also for sharing the feedback system you have with your husband. I think I think he really appreciates that. I hope. Well, at the beginning, I was like, okay, you you, you look weird. You didn't you hold your <laughs> microphone here, or your T-shirt was too short. So when you read your hands, like I could see your belly, or you know, he's like, okay, I got it. Next time he came, like with a longer one. And uh, that's very important. Yeah, because yeah, people don't tell you this kind of things, no. but your wife can. Yeah. yeah. So every time, uh, he, and I notice every time he's like he's been working on this. So I had less and less points. Mm. Like sometimes I say, okay, I didn't get a word what you were saying. Like I didn't get it. And he said, yeah, I had a feeling that this is for only one or two people. 
and he actually mentioned at the beginning, like I have a feeling it's only for one or two. Mm. So he said, okay, forget it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have time. I, I just found that I wanted to show a video. I forgot that. But uh, anyway, yes, we have time. No, it, it's just I, I'm kind of a language freak, so um, not being able to express myself in good language irritates me so much that I get too bound to my my manuscript. Hmm. So 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 mostly, you know. If I fall out of my manuscript, then <laughs> even if I've been preaching for 20 years, and I mean, I, I, I enjoy preaching, but, uh, but uh, the way of you for formulating using the right language, I get, I'm a bit bound to that. Mm -hmm. But also the clothing, I think it's nice in our church, we're always robed. Mm. So you don't have to worry what to wear, because you have a robe, a long mm. robe. Uh, Mette is, by the way, working as a, as a Lutheran priest. At the same time, you're part of our church. So My bad habit is that when I make sermon, I try to empty the board <laughs> from Bible. <laughs> so, so I took too many Bible stories in the same <laughs> sermon. So, so it's... Um, Sometimes I I drop some of them, but still I have too much material. Mm -hmm. And of course it's good because I have a mind map where I'm speaking, mm -hmm. so I can let some go away. But still, it's too too worldwide. <laughs> you should have been yesterday. We were talking a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I need to go back to yes, children yes. camp yes. meeting, but this okay. was so yeah. wonderful yeah, to be. Yeah, thank you. I was wondering if you if we should just stop with or or look at a two minute, two minute video I think mm -hmm. two or three minutes maybe of a, a guy he's an Anglican priest called John Jay do you know him no, better sure. now he's he's very good and he's he's I mean he's preaching everywhere and he's uh, he also has a kind of style a little bit like uh, like Pelagi uh, I mean he's using He's using humor a lot, but he, more than that, he's also using. I mean, he's using his body, his his uh, his eyes, his words. I mean, he used he used a whole toolbox in a way to, to present his message, and I'm especially impressed when it comes to his pauses and, and when he stops. He's not using it that much here because this is also part of a conference or something that that things go fast but but this is more a choreograph choreographed yeah mm -hmm. that it's it's more like a, a piece which is uh, practiced and, 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 and made for for public appearance in a way. So um, how do I get to that? Uh, I thought I had it here. Yes I was doing my shop Again, we need just to turn this so that I can it. Shopping at the supermarket, and the lady at the supermarket on the checkout desk, she had a cross around her neck. So I said, oh, hello. I said, you're a Christian. She says, what? I said, you're a Christian. She says, what are you talking about? I said, you've got a cross around your neck. She goes, oh, it's nice. 
I looked at her name, Tracy. I said, Tracy. <laughs> it was not nice. It was nasty. She looked at me as though I was an alien that had just landed from another planet. So I'm putting the stuff on the conveyor belt. We're packing. We're talking. I said, Tracy, listen, if I had an earring here and you said, what's your earring there? That's a gas chamber. No. Yeah, no gas chamber. Why are you wearing a gas chamber earring? I said, well, I want to remember how millions of Jewish people died in the Second World War. And then you said to me, what's your other earring? Oh, that one there, electric chair. No, electric chair. Why are you wearing an electric chair earring? I said, well, I want to remember how certain criminals got executed in the United States. I said, Tracy, what would you think of me if I was walking around with an electric chair earring and a gas chamber earring? What would you think of me? She goes, I think you've lost it. You've lost it. No, so I said, Tracy, is that because they're symbols of execution? She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, so Tracy, what do you think you're wearing around your neck? I said, Tracy, you've got to remember this. Jesus didn't wear it around his neck. He wore it on his back. Big difference. And we were in this huge superstore, a supermarket, and it's like the whole place went quiet. And Tracy went, cool. I said, that's right, Tracy. Cool. Jesus came into this world to clear our overdraft. To clear our overdraft. Did you see that he was using more or less every tool in the toolbox mm -hmm. in just two minutes? It was a pulse. It was a, it was a use of hands. It was uh, words and, uh, and uh, you know, volume and everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And so, walking around. Pardon? And, and walking, walking around. Walking around. He was walking around a lot. Yeah. So, there are some masters we can learn from, I think. So, here's one of the guys that I'm looking at. This is something. I can learn from this. Okay. Thank you for coming. Uh, we are finished, and if there are more people who want uh, the runtime versions of this, uh, I, I'm not sure if I can include the last video, by the way. I'm not sure if I have the rights. Can you send the others as well? The first, uh, yes, yes, yes. I will send everything to everyone, I think. So uh, there we are. So what, what was yep. the name of this guy? Uh, if, you, if, you, if you take Canon John J. Canon is a title. <laughs> That's uh, Proust, okay, yeah. Uh, and then uh, John J. Dot. He, he has, I mean, he has a few stories he uses a lot of time, so you find the same stories. Uh, the one he he's talks about the church is great, where he, he sits on the plane and, uh, and, and he, someone is asking, What are you doing? Well, I'm International Enterprises says, what are you doing with international enterprise? Yes, we are. We are educating people, we are caring for the poor, we are, I mean, he mentioned everything the church does. Wow. And we, we have been around for 2,000 years, something like that. Wow, what do you call this enterprise? It's called the church. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
it's it's worth worth looking at really. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.